Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first podcast. I'm so excited that you are taking time from your busy OT life to join us today. I am starting this podcast to help us solve a problem. And the problem is this. Medical knowledge is expanding way faster than we can keep up with. It's like really, really fast. I have this stat right here. It is estimated that the doubling of medical knowledge in 1950 was 50 years, meaning that the amount of knowledge that we had in 1950, it would take us to at least 2000 to double that knowledge. Now, headed into 2020, it is projected to just be 73 days. That is just some exponential growth. You can picture it on the curve. Uh, More and more journal articles are being published, and it is just impossible to keep up with. Even if we had all the time in the world, it's hard to keep up with. And I know that each and every one of you is busy. You're providing great care to your patients and you're taking care of what needs to be taken care of on the home front. So the question that we have is how do we keep up with this knowledge? So with that, I want to introduce myself because this is exactly the kind of question and problem that I am really passionate about helping OT practitioners like yourself solve. My name is Sarah Lyon. I am a Nebraska girl, uh, born and raised and went to NYU for OT school, which was awesome. And after graduating, moved back to Nebraska and was in a small hospital by myself for my first years of practice. It was there that I became really passionate about figuring out a way uh, for OTs to connect with each other. I was working hard, just trying to figure out what forms to use. I wasn't even thinking about research. I was just thinking about surviving and feeling frustrated that I knew there were OTs all around the country doing the same work that I was doing, and I just didn't have a really good way to connect with them. Uh, So back in 2012, I started the blog OT Potential, and this has been a place for me to write blog posts, and ultimately what I want it to be is just a platform for OTs to share what's working in their practice and what isn't working in their practice. And it's just been a wonderful ride connecting with OTs around the country and hopefully providing helpful content to clinicians. But over the past few years, I've really felt just the itch to go even deeper in the content that I was providing um, and really help OTs dig into research. And I knew that I needed to come up with a new platform to do that beyond my blog. And so about a month ago, I launched the OT Potential Club, which is an online journal club where each week we review an influential OT article. I share a summary of the article, tips for documentation, assessments, treatment ideas based on that article. And then we have a forum where OTs can kind of weigh in on what's worked for them in their practice and ask questions about specific cases that they might have with the ultimate goal of keeping you up to date on best practices in OT. This podcast is an extension of that club. One of my first ideas was to offer video summaries of the articles as well, but based on your feedback, thank you OT Entrepreneurs Facebook group, I decided to give podcasting a try. Um, This is one of my favorite mediums 
to listen to, and I hope that you will enjoy it and find it helpful as well. Okay, so all this leads us to today's article, which I am really excited to share with you. Here's the title. Increased hospital-based physical rehabilitation and information provision after intensive care unit discharge, colon, the recover randomized clinical trial. This article was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in 2015, and on our list of the 50 most influential articles, this article came in second place. It landed high for a couple of reasons. This is a pretty large randomized control, control trial um, investigating rehab. There aren't a ton of randomized control trials, and to have one this large really makes it stand out. As you'll hear in a moment, it has 240 patients that it followed. And this article was published in a really influential journal, the Journal of the American Medical Association. The question this article wanted to answer is this. After patients discharge from the ICU, but they're still on a unit within the hospital, does increasing the frequency and intensity of physical rehab and nutritional rehab beyond what is typically provided improve the patient's quality of life over the next six months. To find this out, the trial tracked 240 patients who had an ICU stay that required at least 48 hours of mechanical ventilation. So these were some of the sicker patients that come to the ICU. And they divided these 240 into two groups. One group that just got normal care that was typically provided by that hospital. Both of these hospitals were in Scotland. Uh, So that care involved PT, OT, SLP, and nutritional counseling as needed. And then there was the second group that got increased rehab provided by supervised senior therapists of OT, PT, and SLP, but also delivered by three rehab aides. Now, these rehab aides were trained specifically for this trial, kind of in all three areas, and they carried out extra treatments for the three disciplines as supervised by uh, the therapists. They saw the patients every single day and kind of served the, as a bridge between the different disciplines uh, and just made sure that the patients were getting the therapy that they needed. Through this, they increased the rehab that was provided two to three times more than what was seen in the standard care group. So did this help? Did this help patients at three months and six months after they went home? The short answer from the study is no. These patients scored the same on their functional mobility assessments and health-related quality of life assessments. But the really interesting takeaway is that even though they weren't physically better, these patients who were in the group with increased rehab were more satisfied with their care. So first, let's talk about what could be seen as the problems with this study. The big one that stands out in my mind is, were these rehab assistants providing physical rehab that would be equivalent to what an OTPT SLP would have provided? I don't know the training program or what that looked like, but that to me is a huge variable that someone with the shorter training of these rehab aids could provide something equivalent to a senior therapist who not only had more training, but more experience. The other problem to me that stands out is 
that all of these therapies were kind of lumped together. OTPT, SLP, nutritional counseling. You can't really tell if one of them was making more of an impact than the other just because of the nature of the trial. So with that being said, I still had some really great takeaways from this article that I think will help you and that I wanted to share. The first is this. Researchers are really interested in how much therapy to provide and when. There have been some um, other studies that have come out in the past five years, decade, that have shown us that providing more therapy during these seemingly special windows of time, such as right after a stroke or when patients are in the ICU, have an impact on the patient's health um, in the long run. It's starting to seem like there are just times when the brain is ready to absorb rehab. And so it makes sense that if in the ICU was one of those times that once patients leave the ICU, that that could be the same case. So I definitely see why this study got funded and was conducted. But the surprise is that the rehab didn't help as much. So for whatever reason, it seems like the brain was ready in the ICU. And then once patients left, it just wasn't as ready to absorb that rehab. Um, the impact of it just was not as great. And I think that this is a topic that we are going to see studied again and again for years to come. When is the right time for therapy? How much therapy? Um, there's a lot of stake in those questions for the patients and for the industry. Uh, so keep watching for more articles like this to come out. My second big takeaway is this, that communication really matters to our patients. Even though the extra rehab did not help these patients physically improve, they were still more satisfied with the experience because they had this extra layer of communication and coordination. Uh, I wrote down specifically the things that they appreciated the most. Being involved in decisions about care, organization and coordination of care, information about what happened in intensive care, and knowing what to expect when they got home. Because of the extra time that uh, the therapists and the rehab aides had with the patients, they were able to communicate the answers to these questions uh, more frequently, and the patients really, really appreciated that. And that is a thing that, as therapists, we can continue to work on in every session. It's a really easy thing to do that makes a huge difference to our patients. My third takeaway is this. And this is probably the big one. When you have a patient who has been in the ICU and you're trying to figure out how much OT should you give them, um, there isn't a clear answer out there in the research for you. So you can really be confident in following your clinical reasoning, following your gut, looking at this specific patient, what their goals are, um, how much therapy they want, and just prescribe what you think is best. That's the best thing that you can do with the research we have, and you can be confident in your clinical skills to do that. Okay, that is our summary of the article. I hope it was helpful. I know it was nerdy, but it was kind of fun too. 
So thank you for joining us today. If you want to dive into this article more or just have an easy archive of it, I want you to consider joining the OT Potential Club. In it, I provide a written overview, but for the articles, I also provide tips for assessments you could use with these patients, uh, documentation tips, and if they're are any concrete treatment ideas that I get from the article, I also put those as well. So I hope that the tips that you find in the club will be really actionable for you. Uh, The club also has a forum component, uh, which is where you can ask your questions, let me know if you disagree with me. And the person who has the most like comment for our article of the week gets $100. So that's a win-win. If joining the club isn't your thing, that's totally fine. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, This is my first one, so you might be my first subscriber. So thank you to you. That does it for our very first podcast of OT Potential. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to the OT Entrepreneurs Facebook group that gave me this idea. And give good care this week.